Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Janesh. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Today we're in uh, we're in Frankston today. Uh, we've just finished off a bit of a, a run and we're with a, a guest today and a good friend, a long time friend. So we're with uh, Brad Smith. Welcome. <laughs> Matt, thanks for having me. Uh, so Brad, Brad and I have known each other now for near 10 years. Really? Yeah, we'll Dude. go to that in a second. Wow. 10 years and Brad's... Um, among other things, I would say I'm going to go his recent his, his <laughs> recent um, accolades. I think it's accolade, right? Like um, proud father, yeah, uh, proud husband, yeah, um, and then there's the other things that we'll go through too. But uh, <laughs> author as well. Oh wow! Right? <laughs> or, you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? Author, speaker, um, two time. Australian Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah, Young Entrepreneur. Young Entrepreneur yeah. of the Year. Young, yeah. same, 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 well, right? I'm losing a bit of hair. <laughs> and um, remind me, five time, what was the five time? Uh, we won Australian um, Specialised Retail Business of the Year. Four yeah. times. Four times? Yeah. yeah. Right, never, I'll take five. Right, right. You always <laughs> never let the truth get in the way of this. It's a good right? podcast. Oh, right? um, and Brad's um, innate ability of his... Building and scaling, I think, from knowing Brad, and we'll explore that. Is yeah. you build something and you scale it, and there's a thing of think big. Um, I don't think you ever think small. I don't think it's in your DNA to be able to think small. Um, but all around, good human. All around, yeah, that's the one that I'd like to. That's yeah, a good one. I'll take that. All Thank around, you. good human. Um, so, so welcome. Mate, thank you. Thanks for the thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. And I don't know if you do this to every guest, but we should give a bit of context. I say you just smoked me over <laughs> six and a half k's, six and a half, six eight or six thirty eight. Yeah, six and a half k's. Smoke me. Yeah. Give me a coffee and put a microphone in front of my face. Right. Let's like, see what get happens. the endorphins going and get you <laughs> caffeinated up, and then uh, no, it was good. I yeah, I think we I reached out to you and you're like, oh, I'm like, look, I'll come down to you, and you're like, let's go for a run. Oh, yes, that's so good. What a way to start the day. It's the best. You must have thought Danny's fit, I was, but I'm not. I was <laughs> like, oh. you were my motivation to, I was like, if we're going to catch up, awesome to catch mm. up and um, see you as well. So yeah. thanks for that. Yeah. But I just reckon doing something like going for a run or going for a ride is just so good. Like yeah. catch up, get to, you know, a little bit of competitiveness. Yeah, and, like, and also, I'm pretty out of shape. So, to, to pull the shoes on, I knew that I couldn't back out if you were turning up. Mate, you definitely, um, <laughs> definitely didn't show that you were out of shape. You came out like a bat out of hell. I was like, all right, okay. And I'm like, well, are we having a conversation? I'm like, trying to have a conversation. We're going up all this hill. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I was cooked. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Yeah, really good run, actually. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got me back on. Yeah, so good. So good. But mate, we met by a um, a mutual friend, yeah. Mark Dobson. Dobbo. Um, ten years ago, we were. Wow. Uh, I was thinking about this during the week. Ten years ago, you're um, upstairs of your um, Bra Frankston headquarters. Wow. Um, when you were living there. <laughs> oh no. Right. Wow. Um, when you're doing the that back- would be that must be 
closer to 12. Yeah. Were you going back and forth between here and Tassie? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sharon yeah. was up at times, not much. Um, yeah. And we were... We had, um, Mark <laughs> got us together to shoot some content. Wow. On, um, That's a long time. Yeah, for like goals and then some identity stuff or something. Mm. And it was like two days and never... Never met you, and then um, yeah, I remember we were talking, and then well, you know what I do remember? Yeah. Is that so? We finished shooting after like an hour or something, and yeah. we played table tennis <laughs> for hours. <laughs> we both had stuff on the next day. I think it was like early hours in the morning. I just remember the the thing that I remember meeting you was like he is a fierce competitor, and I loved it. <laughs> Who won the table tennis, by the way? I think you got me. I, mean, I, think you I reckon it's been nice on this podcast. <laughs> you're on my guest, but I just remember you being a fierce competitor. As I love that. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, competition's always good. It was always good fun, and that was awesome. And I think, um, and when we posted, I'll share some of the photos. I think I saw the photo. The photos of it. Or no, I got a photo of like you and Sheridan at like when I was just going to the states for yeah. first trip. They're going away. We're at some yeah. bar in South Yarra. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, dude, I'm like. Sheridan's my sister, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should give the listeners that. Um, yeah, reference to that. Um, yeah, so... Well, we made table tennis cool before Google. I'm going to claim that. We did. We did. I yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, right. was, uh, it, was, it was there. Um, so, mate, tell a bit of the listeners on... Um, and again, I have a lot of reference to it, right? So, yeah. um, on the, the dream... At the very, very start, let's go yeah. like that. We're gonna, we're gonna ask questions in the eras, right? So the very okay. first era of yeah. um, when when Brat was born, yeah. this idea, and then that first, like probably three, three years, that yeah. first like when things yeah. were moving very fast. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's it's. I'll say as well, like if anyone's listening, just because they're tracking along with Brat, like the story ends better than it starts. Like it's incredibly controversial recently, so hang on for the end. Yes, yes, because <laughs> I think the story builds. But I like the way that you said you'll frame it up in eras because it, it lets us focus on those eras. And man, I started as a. I really started when I was a teenager. I wanted to race motocross, and it was my passion, and I loved it. And my parents were incredible. They they backed me in that, but they didn't have money behind them so they worked their butts off and allowed me to chase my dream and encouraged me heavily in that um and i was pretty good like i wasn't outstanding enough that honda would give me stuff Mm -hmm. but i wasn't like i was good enough that mum and dad are like yeah we'll take you to the nationals Mm -hmm. and you know we'll explore this and let you run with it and so that's expensive yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but i think one of the key things was that my parents especially mum always shared everything with us like the finances behind it how hard it was mm. and not that didn't make it feel hard but like just how real it was to get to right. an event like they work and you know my sister sacrificed <laughs> so i could race and things mm. like this and i just wanted to turn my sport somehow into my pathway so i thought mm. i've got to work out how to make a profit from this um and racing bikes is probably not gonna pay bills and I, that was my dream to be yeah. a professional rider but I was like, at some point, you've got to work out, all right, is this real or is this, maybe that might happen, but what's like the, the logical steps? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I've got to turn motocross into a business and, um, and ride because I, I can and I want to, not because it's a burden type thing. So 
wanted to make motorcycling accessible and affordable. And um, as a 16-year-old, saved up as much money as I could and mowed lawns and wobbled signs for Domino's Pizza. Nice. <laughs> sold stuff on eBay and just got some money together and bought a few bikes and sold them and lost my money. And then um, when I was 18, I thought I'm going to design this new type of bike and go to China and find a factory that would build it for me. Um, and it's so good to be 18 because you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know a lot when you're 18. <laughs> um, no, nah, but really, like, I was just naively ambitious. Like, my, I was incredibly blessed with the parents I have who supported me and believed in me and allowed me to... <laughs> Dude, maybe I cooked you on the run. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they backed me. So, um, yeah, got I saved up money and booked a ticket to China and... Um, went to China to find a factory to build my bike. Mm. And, um, so I'm going to pause you there. Just before yeah. that, yeah. do you have any reference of like the factories? Oh. Or like who you're going to? Any pre-conversation? No. This okay, is cool. like, this is like email days. <coughs> like, Pre-Alibaba. Way before yeah. that. Like yeah. there was nothing like that. Yeah. Like Alibaba is almost a waste of time now because yeah. it's all trading companies. Yeah. Not, not that real. But back even worse back then, yeah. you had to go to an event, like a trade store, or you had to know someone or do a lot of research. Yeah. So I was going to China thinking that I'll just go to China. a factory and they'll want to build my stuff and, <laughs> and that would be awesome. I was grew up in Launceston, Tasmania, so never been international or anything and I had no zero context. Mm. So <laughs> highly, highly naive and, and equally ambitious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and do you think the, the naivety played in your favour? Oh, dude, that's a that's a, one of those questions like, do you have regrets type thing? Like, yeah. I think that, I think in to certain start, ways, in, yes. In the start section. There's something just so beautiful about just saying, let's just get it done. Yeah. Like, let's just go. Yeah. Like, you're 18, that you're not counting time. You're not counting, mm. you're not away from anything. You're not yeah. away from your wife or kids. Yeah. So, you just... Yeah, let's just go for let's it. Go. So, yep. yeah, I think it definitely did. But at the start, but there's a certain time when you've got to grow up mm. and that's the hardest, like navigating and discerning those times. Like when's the time or our ambition and naivety mm. and passion and energy is not enough. And mm. I think I was too slow to transition mm. from that. But we'll get into that. That's yeah. like a few years down the track. Yep. But at the start, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So fast forward, um, so your first year, I'm going to point this out as well because it's a good, your first year of trades, you, you turned over, over a dream. Where'd you read that? Right. You're talking yeah. about a while ago. I did that. Yeah, Eight that's true. Yeah. Right. And that's a big, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, big. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm like, that's I'm good. just saying like, it's a, like, this is just a, um, a, uh, a, 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 research. a testament to, uh, you don't go small. You're like. Yeah, I remember telling this story. You told you, Ken, you're like, I'm yeah. going to get it. And no, yeah. I'm going to get it. Like, and then into the point is you're like, what am I at? What am I at? Right? And it's just over a um, yeah. um, meal in the first year yeah. trade, which is huge. Yeah. So take me to that first that three years yeah. when um, multiple stores. Yeah. You had a store in Tasmania. Yeah. Uh, Frankston HQ. Was there one in High Point? Yeah. There's High Point. Was there another one? Um, Dandenong Shopping Centre. Dandenong Shopping Centre. Um, and this is the day for the Definitely listeners. Definitely bought as well. If no, people that know Frankston, 
These guys used to do once a year this massive <laughs> street party, right? Like it would close the street <laughs> off, food trucks, um, stunt riders in the middle, um, and it was epic. I remember going to a couple of them, man. They were just on fire. So my take, mates always laugh because they say it's like the ultimate bogan fest. You had it is. burnouts, you it had is, <laughs> foam pits, so you could yes. learn to backflip your BMX for the first yes. time. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and the store had a foam pit yeah. in the uh, in the back of the store, right? Yeah. So take me to that. So business you've scaled pretty quickly. Yeah. In that time when you was at that size, mm. what would you say your biggest lesson you learned from over either scaling team culture finances yeah running what would you say oh dude that's a that's a there's so many like little little things to learn wrong i just think this like now it's kind of what i touched on before like navigating the season you're in is the most important one of the most important things as a leader and often we start a business because we're passionate about it like oh what's well i wanted to turn my profits into my pathway or pathway into my profits and that type of thing i wanted to do something i love and if you do something you love you never work a day in your life that type of thing and then one day you realize that you love riding dirt bikes but you don't ride them every day <laughs> yeah you're strapped to a computer and a phone and um you know you're dealing with people problems and stuff like that and you know, like I think there's a the, the the key thing that I learned is you've got to get disciplined. You've got to build guardrails. There's a, there's a point where ambition and naivety and going for it is just the biggest weight on on your next steps. And I think small business in Australia is it, like myself included. Like we do a bad job of that because the dream is to own your own business, mm. but you want to uh, like you want to build a great machine mm. that's not relied on you type thing. So. I think for me, yeah, getting structures in place, getting um, outcomes-based org charts so mm. every single person on our organisation chart knows the numbers they've got to produce, know the reason they turn up every day, mm. the part they play, um, and and um, what are we not going to do? Like, mm. at what point do you start saying no to opportunities and yeah. no to growth and no to things? And man, that's my biggest weakness. That's yeah. cost me a lot of money. I was going to say that. <laughs> and is a that lot hard? Um, I'm gonna say then, but I'm saying yeah. just now in general. Yeah. Is that has that got obviously it's got I'm assuming it's got easier yeah. to say no. When someone <laughs> comes knocking and goes, um, hey, yeah. we want a JV with this. And yeah. fundamentally, mm-hmm. deep down you're like, This is not us. But like mm-hmm. this is this is this is a pretty good opportunity. I think the big ones are easier. It's the little ones. It's the staff member who, like, you could make that you you so easily, like, you so like you know one hundred and like a million percent. If you just spent two minutes with a person, yep. you'd make their job better. You yeah. get more results. But when you got that, what's at one point we had nearly 50, 45 mm. people plus forty five outlets who had five ten people each. Like you can't. I was talking to you on the run, like. You've got to remove the hey Brads. Oh, yes. Hey Brad, got a minute. Hey yeah. Brad, got a minute. And I've got to do the same to my guys. Like, hey mate, you realise if you said this, this, and this, you could be a bit better. Yeah. So for me, it's like it's just focus and yeah. and saying no to all those little one percenters that are so easily to entangle you. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I had a I had a chat with a mate who's built a great business. He just sold it for mm. over. Um, well, you won't be able to work out who he is, but he sold it for over ten mil. Yeah. And he's only like early 30s and I was chatting to him the other day and said what would you say to me like where I am at the moment with our business is like what's what's a what's a key observation he goes mate 
you've got to get so clear on the what can I leave shit list. Because <laughs> you can walk around it all day and work out how to make things better, mm. but you don't have time. Mm. You don't have the capacity and you're in growth mode. So you've got to work out what you can leave on the, we'll get to that later list. Yeah. And what can't. So. Yeah, and really probably drills down to like, what, at the end of the day, what really matters. So true. And what's, yeah, what's going to shift the needle. Yeah, um, 100%. And for us as well, like we want to be a build business firstly that is in order. That's mm. that's a huge shift for Brad Smith. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> after right. a lot of challenge and a lot of failure and a lot of controversy, yeah. the number one thing is I want to build a business that is in order yeah. and therefore my people can flourish Yes, and I can have mental capacity to, yeah. to just a, I just want to have a, a clean mind yeah. um, a calm mind yeah. and so an talk, orderly mind talk to me I've talk to me like about that. 10 that, years that's so. right that's so good talk to me about that because that is where is that has that come mm. from um, pain has that come from because yeah. that is like 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 yeah. usually your MO is yeah. being like order will come it's fine don't need order right now <laughs> It, it will come. So it, will come it will come when it's needed so um, in the times when, when businesses grow and scale. Yeah. You're like, when when does that time come? Yeah. Right? You don't actually go, oh, you know what? When we get to this size, we'll come. Right? So like, oh, true. We'll come, we'll come. Um, so, mm. uh, right, talk to us about <laughs> that switch. Question. Well, I think, firstly, the greatest chokehold on any organization or any team is the leader. Mm. So it's me. Like, mm. it has to it start. Chaos is my fault and mm. order is mostly on me as well yep. as on the leader. Um, and I think it starts with a huge fundamental personal shift. Like firstly, you stage your life, you start mm. to grow up, yeah. you get a wife, you're a husband, you're a dad, you know, life, you got more responsibility mm. and order matters a lot more when you have a family. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think for me before that was like my faith in Christ mm. and my spiritual journey mm. and just really coming to faith that there's enough. Mm. Like, and that you know my work matters so incredibly. Like I want to be, I want to, I want to work with such a spirit of excellence. I want to build something great. There's a scripture that says, "When the righteous prosper, the whole city rejoices." And I want to be that guy who can build something that, when we prosper, the whole city can rejoice. Mm. And that's our people, and that's the, our customers and our community. And I think after a lot of pain, like a lot of controversy, and we'll get to that, you kind of get to a point where. You, you just realize you need to have stable foundations. You've got mm. to build the house on on really solid foundations. Mm. And um and yeah, so mm. I, I've just been focused on like, yeah, how do we how do we just build deep foundations and then we can build a skyscraper. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um my and let's fast forward. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> a few a few more years. Um so in the last probably I'm gonna say Four, four and a half ish or so. Yeah, years, right? Um, like new business, yeah. uh, new personally, um, friends, family, colleagues. Um, gone through a t- and we don't even get yeah. details, right? Unless you want to, like going yeah. through tough. Yeah, like tough. Like some businesses yeah. they go, oh, COVID was hard. Like this is not like COVID was easy, right? In, in, <laughs> in, no, in comparison to the level. Yeah. Um and uh. And I remember that's when I just first, when I first moved back yeah. to Australia was four years ago and um, got back in touch and we were seeing each other randomly here and yeah. there. And um, and every time I saw you, you were like, you weren't down in the dumps, right? <laughs> and I, I say this with Matt on the podcast, like there's no, 
You can't crave that smell of milk. All you yeah. do is you go, all right, mm. acknowledge, be aware and acknowledge mm. the smell. Don't don't yeah. like not talk about the elephant in the room. Go, okay, yeah. but we're gonna get a towel mm. and we're gonna we're gonna mop it up. And so you can true. either smile about it mm. or frown about it, yeah. but it's already happened. So right? true. Um, and you continued to mm. show up like wholeheartedly, and I could only, I, I can only glimmer a glimmer mm. of imagine right. Um, <laughs> that the amount of strength that took um it's one yeah talk to me about that like how did you continue to show up yeah that's a big question i think it's an interesting topic because um yeah we'll talk about the details of the Mm. challenge after in a sec but for the for the answer to your question like there was a lot of tough times like Mm. yes like i I cried a lot i had a lot of challenges personally Mm. um you know no normal sane human could go through the challenges we went through and not feel some anxiety, not not feel some sadness, no. not feel some despair. Like mm. that's I, I definitely wasn't like exempt from that. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then also with us as well, I had the family too who yeah. also felt the same. And then yes. I had my team who also so you're dealing with your own crap and then you're the leader, so you've got others as well. Yeah, it's a it's a really difficult thing. But I think uh, uh, you know I, We'll talk about culturally with this as well, but I wasn't given a, a spirit of fear and I wasn't given a spirit of sadness and depression. And although I might experience these things, I've been given the authority to break that. And I'm going to turn up every day with boldness and courageousness. And um, I'm going to show up with everything I've got, no matter what I've got. And I just every single day, like for a baddie, honestly, probably a year or more, mm-hmm. I would just wake up every morning, get on my knees and say, Lord, Today I'm for your glory. Mm. And that's that. Mm. And everything might be burning down around me. Everyone around me might be wanting more from me than I can give them. Yeah. But all I can say is that this too will pass. Mm. Um, and today I'm for your glory. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I'm going to yeah. do everything I've got. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think I think a couple of fundamental beliefs that any person could have no matter where they are on a belief spectrum is that this too shall pass mm. like what a what a what a, just what a powerful reminder like yeah. whether it's really good or really bad isn't it good just to remember that this is going to perish yeah this yeah is it's not going to last life. forever right yeah this is, <laughs> yeah this great business we're building it'll perish yeah it'll break one day it'll burn mm. <laughs> this horrible experience i'm having like you know soon this will not be here as well yeah. like, so i think just that perspective of like all right this is a moment let's feel it let's let all those emotions come up deal with them mm. and for me talked about it i've got a great family great friends mm. able to talk about it able to break but not remain broken mm. i've been given a spirit a spirit of um courageousness mm. and boldness and I've, I've got authority over the things that come at me. And I yeah. think we so easily forget that in this world. We get a bit of depression, we get a bit of anxiety. So we go to the doctor and we mask it rather mm. than deal with it. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about. I know people probably don't agree with that view mm. fully, but um, I've experienced it. And I've mm. seen many people break all those incredible circumstances. Mm. Like my experience is tough, but people have done way worse mm. than me. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, and done it with joy. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, yeah, to turn up every day and be like, I'm going to find joy in yep. this moment, and I'm going to find meaning in this moment. I'm going to allow 
the burning of and this pain and this mm. challenge to to make me something. I, yeah. I really believe that in every challenge there's a purpose. Yeah, this didn't happen by accident, especially my circumstances. Mm. Like, you know, you look at what was thrown at me; it's not cause and effect. No. Way more. There's you could never convince me that I did X and Y happened. Oh, and if definitely. I did X again, Y would happen again. Yeah, like, no way. It's, no there's way. so much more than cause and effect. Yeah. So there has to be a purpose to it. Well, someone's had a crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Um I actually want to touch on one thing that you said there, yeah. which um I I agree with you that I think that when you said oh like I don't really not many people may agree on it, is that that people nowadays, society is, they want this quick fix. True. Um, and when they're down and out, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have this pity party mm-hmm. yeah. and they invite everyone to it and some mm-hmm. people will come and if people don't don't yeah. come, they'll find more people, other people to come yeah. um, and they'll go to the doctors and they might get medicated yeah. and I've got nothing against them. Yeah, right? that has um, a, that has a place in the yeah, world. Definitely yeah, definitely does, right? Um, I don't think it has a place long term. Yeah, I and, agree. Um, yes, to get some chemistry and chemicals and all that yeah. balance right, start and then sure. Yeah, but I, why do you think mm. people want that quick fix and go? Yeah. You know what? And they go. There's this label and go. Mm. All right, cool. Yep, I'm now. Mm. My, I'm, I'm on my meds now. And yeah. I'm good. And you're like, well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Like we're, we're humans. Oh. We're made to adapt. Yeah. Um, challenge is good. Yeah. Challenge yeah. is like, mm. test your character. So test who true. you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why do you think? And again, I don't it's know if it's today's yeah. society or young kids, but I don't think it's even younger generation. I think it's even well, adults. as well is like, it has a place. I'm not mm. denying that. No, definitely but, not. But don't do that stuff <laughs> and not get up at six and go for a run. Yes. Don't do that stuff and not get your eating. Don't healthy. do the work. Yeah. Yes. Don't do that stuff and not journal and not catch up with a family or a friend to have a chat about mm. it. And like if you're moving, if you're talking, if you're journaling, mm. if you're praying, and then you need a little bit of extra help, yeah, maybe get it for a short term. But I just think as well, like just a fundamental worldview that like these like the world is gonna let you down. Mm. People are gonna let you down. Mm. Like that's that's Evil shouldn't be a surprise to us. Yeah, um, that's 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 in the world. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we just uh, it's easier to not go through the pain than yeah. it is if there's an option. Like, yeah. why would you? I guess society's given us um, comfortable mm. outlets. So, mm. I mean, why wouldn't you take yeah. it if it's on offer? But yeah. I don't think it produces great fruit long term yeah, no. to to take the easy road. No, so. definitely not. Um, and then during this the same era, right, mm. came immense joy yeah um, and i say that uh, because i saw you in glimmers of this time mm. and saw a whole different side <laughs> of you right like um met your partner now wife and had this amazing yeah. little daughter which you got to meet this morning which yeah. is so cool uh, so one tell me about the um like when somewhat we may feel like everything is burning around yeah like oh Life is amazing. It's so true, right? Like I've got this, but and like, and there's, and I remember talking to you. You would talk to, um, talking about Maddie, right? Yeah. Uh, Maddie, Maddie's Brad's wife. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like light you up. Yeah. And I was like, oh mate, tell me, tell me more. I'm like, when, 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 do, when do we get to meet up? Um. So, was that 
was that relief during this time? Like, how did that, how did that, how did you split your energy? And how the fuck that work? That's hard work, <laughs> Like, yeah, that's a good question. Well, yeah, I feel like, like, I think there's a fundamental shift in this. But at the same time, I had a fundamental spiritual transformation mm. when it came to Christ, mm. which for me, like, if you knew me, that was mm. like, that is, if, like, that is a huge miracle. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like definitely. I'm the, probably the last person you would expect that to happen to. And that's a surprise to me too. So I'm going through this mass, massive heart transformation, yep. which starts to transform your mindset, everything from yeah. the inside out. Um, you're transformed and, um, yeah, decided that as part of that, that I would um, pure, like step into purity and, mm. um, you know, move away from sinful things and things that would entangle me. And one of those mm. things was like purifying sexually and all that sort of mm. stuff. And man, that's very counterculture. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like that's, and I think it's important to talk about because I think that, um, man, this is this is really controversial. Oh, but I think it. you can't have a, a, a society that has a sexual abuse issue mm. and not look at the pornography issue. Mm. Like... Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Right, but anyway, I think like, they would go somewhat hand in hand. Yeah. So for me, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I believe in purity, and I want to mm. purify my heart, and I want to one day meet a woman that I could give a pure heart to. Mm. Um, and I'm, I made that decision, and you know, walking with Christ—that's not easy. That's against every manly instinct mm. in us. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that was number one. Just, I mean, that's a huge topic to discuss. But and then after. A few months, I met Mads. Yeah. Um, and she'd actually made a, a, a lifelong commitment to that type of purity stuff. So I knew that was important to her. Mm. And in me, there's something in every man that you want to fight for your woman. Yeah. <laughs> and like I wanted to, I wanted to win her, win her heart before her body. And um, that took a lot of time. She yeah. was not interested in me at all <laughs> at the start. Met this amazing woman and we became like amazing friends because... Yeah. She just saw me as a friend and I was the whole time like, Lord, tell her. Like, come sure, on, we can be more. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for like, I don't know, 14 or 18 months or something, we yeah. just became really good friends and then eventually, um, yeah, got the courage to ask her out. Yeah. And, um, she said no to start with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we started our, our relationship and it's just so amazing to yep. come together and to really do the work up front. Mm. Like we did a lot up front just yep. to you know, take it slow mm. to make sure that we could win each other's hearts mm. before our bodies. Mm. And also I had huge challenges mm. with my business and mm. my life and that came with a lot of risk like personally. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, yeah, but like, does. I feel like that it was, it was an incredibly important moment in my life because it was going to change the rest of my life. Yes. It's going to change our parents. It's going to change the husband mm. I am. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I think it, through all that it's so important to be able to put your work and your problems in a box Mm. and like put them aside and be like all right well let's be present in this very moment and not tomorrow and not yesterday just now that wasn't the strength in the past and i'm trying to get better at it still but it through lots of challenge of like all the things that could go wrong in my Mm -hmm. world burning down which we'll talk about but then on the other side, this incredible journey of pursuing one woman mm. and just wanting her to be my wife and wanting to be a man that was worthy of her. Mm. Um, man, you have to be present because it's like God, right? the greatest. And then the great joy of coming across like three major like problems Things happening. My business, which was my world, yep. burning. Yeah. This woman that I would love to be worthy of and yep. to win her heart, like 
what a pursuit and then a heart transformation a yeah. spiritual transformation you have to be present just in that moment yeah and, what and sparked the uh well yeah. there may not be an really spark right yes yeah. what sparked the um the spiritual transformation what was yeah. the like the the needle move you know what oh i want to maybe um like you know usually something just starts with like a little bit of curiosity yeah like a little bit of like oh i'm gonna dip my toes in a little bit yeah you know, or, or sometimes like and at times i'm aware sometimes yeah. goes, there's a call and you go this is it yeah well, that's right. a great question so what was there was there a pivotal moment if not but what was the what was the leader yeah yeah, that's a good question. Well, I love the title. I think it's the title of this podcast, Lifelong Learner. Yeah. I feel like that's me. Like, I've always been super curious and, yeah, I was blessed to have a bit of money. So, I followed Tony Robbins around for a few years, mm. like every couple of weeks ago, wherever he was, and had, you know, the best meditation coaches and the best, like, all these experiences, mm. like all these one percenters that are brilliant, like the mindset, the spiritual stuff. And so, I've always been a bit curious. Mm. But, I think through a lot of pain, you get to a point, it takes a lot of humility to say, I need help in this. Mm. Like, yeah, my, my, my mindset is a bit of a mess. Like mm. my, when, I, when I stop and look inside, there's a bit of junk. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I silence my mind and yeah, you, you see a bit of a tangle in, inside there. And to say, I need a bit of help is, is it's a very humbling moment for someone who's prided themselves on success and action and, yeah so like it's it's interesting i think i think curiosity is definitely there like Mm. i was exploring and searching and then spiritual encounter like Mm. at the same time as i'm asking big questions like the big ones like Mm. why am i here (laughs) where do i come from where am i going what does my pain mean that's a big question like why would like i thought the world was good why would why is this a happening? good world or a good God allow this pain and suffering? Mm-hmm. And I was in a lot of it. And why am I a mess? Yeah. That's a big question. And, and how do I fix that? And yeah. um, I, I, the deeper I looked inside, the more I realized I needed something outside me to transform, transform the inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was curiosity. But then just like asking big questions like what's the truth? Where do we come from? Mm-hmm. Um, all this type of thing. And yeah. I think it's really important that every single man wrestles with who God is. Mm-hmm. And whatever your journey is on that, like to answer the questions of like where did I come from? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What happens when I leave here? Mm-hmm. Where do I go? They're incredibly important questions to wrestle through. And every man should wrestle God in that. Mm. Um, and I think if you do wrestle God in that, you'll walk away with a limp. You'll never walk the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Like, yeah, definitely. You'll, you'll never walk the same. And so for me, um, I had some incredibly powerful like spiritual encounters with Christ, mm. like smashed to the floor, mm. literal, literal, like physical changes. Like, mm. And saw some wild stuff I'm like this holy ghost stuff this holy spirit stuff and is is tangible yeah. <laughs> so yeah then you go on a journey of like who is jesus yeah. and, and what yeah what is he who is he where is he yeah. all the big questions yes like, and i think everyone has to answer those questions because mm. one day i do believe we'll all stand before god and um want to know what's next yeah <laughs> definitely definitely and it's um it's interesting we uh man mm. i speak about like we call we so one episode we talked about um, teachings of the universe. Yeah, and we were talking about you know what universe, yeah, God, Jesus, Allah. Like we just go through all of it and go. Yeah. You know what? We're all listening to the same something similar, and I'm like, it's like you 
and, and like you what's it you'll continue to get some signs yeah right to change and, and they'll get yeah. louder yeah and louder yeah and louder mm. uh until there's something so something true. um moves mm. so right? and it's uh it's interesting that some people go oh, i'm in this yeah. painful relationship like, yeah. oh, you've been Painful relations for the last ten years. Like yeah. maybe, maybe change the change change what you do, right? Or change who you yeah, who so you accept true. or so how true. you see yourself. And um, mm. I think it's yeah, it's interesting. I don't think society mm. listens. So true. Um, and yeah. if they follow Christ, before you or just even just general, they yeah. just go just fundamental. Just go yeah. look look at the last mm. last three years and go yeah. look at the results and go. This keeps happening and this mm. is more painful, more painful, more painful. Did you? Did you yeah. change anything? Yeah. Maybe change the way you look at things, and they're like, they don't, they don't, and it's yeah, it's so it, true. It's yeah, it's I interesting think as well. I think the big thing is Aussie culture is very interesting at the moment in that um, most people don't realise that everyone has a worldview. Mm. Like everyone puts their trust in something. Yes, and um, our the the worldview of Australia is obviously very secular at the moment, very mm. universal. In that um, most Australians would just be like, probably as God and his, you know, like mm. all things lead there type mm. thing. But yeah, for me, I got really interested in that realm. Yeah, like, and and I felt like that I needed um, something was going on that wasn't all good. Yeah, I, I realized there's evil. There's mm. there's I believe there's an enemy that's against us mm. and I needed protecting from him and mm. the blood of Jesus is that and that's a really interesting topic. I don't know if I'm going to dig into it, but for me, that's not just a belief system. It's like I'm tangibly saying yeah. it. And um, I think it's important to realise that whatever our worldview, we should look at what's behind it because mm -hmm. we all put our trust in something. Mm. We all lean on something. Mm. Some Where's it coming job. from, right? Yeah, yeah, what's behind it? And mm. um, that... Probably more so, we don't have a worldview. Our worldview's got us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, these fundamental beliefs and truths affect how we see the whole world. Mm. Um, it affects what we do, yeah. how we interact, how we say hello. Do you so say thank true. you? Do you say please? So true. Um, do you open the door for people? Mm. Like even the little, yeah. from the like so the little true. micro like the centers, right? And most people don't don't know what they believe or mm. why they believe or if they believe in. But everyone has a worldview. Yeah, yeah. Everyone believes something, right? Yeah. So it's um, yeah. If they choose to dissect it or be aware of it, it's so true. And yeah, so for me, it was um, yeah, like the, the scripture says, "Blessed is he who perseveres under trial." Yes, mate. <laughs> um, and you definitely and, um, and Christ really helped me through that. Like I, I honestly couldn't have turned up every day and found joy if I didn't have help. Yeah. Um, so you definitely persevered through trials like massive like yeah. huge yeah like that just that line and we'll put it in the show notes as well like that <laughs> that just rings true yeah um like it um it hasn't been easy mm. yes um and this is coming from me as a bystander right <laughs> um and so talk to us like to yeah. now yeah right um gorgeous little daughter's four and a half months yeah. right um married how long married Two years. Two really. years. Yeah. I mean, quick. I know. I mean, quick. Um, and and a different stage of different stage yeah. of business, right? Yeah. Like like a a scale down. Yeah. To yeah. to what it was. Um, completely different mm. different business model. Yeah. Um, now and we were. I'm not sure. Maybe we were talking about it yeah. on air or yeah. before air about uh, about the fundamentals, right? Yeah. Like of going, yeah. like you know what, you're building these foundations now, mm. um, and then you're gonna scale. Like yeah. then you would like, you know what, I'll build the yeah. skyscraper yeah. wherever we are 
and then we'll work out mm. the, the foundations later, right? Yeah. Um, how is this stage going? And what have you, yeah. and obviously how are you applying the stuff you learned yeah. previously? Well, that's a good question. Now. Yeah, and we should go into the challenges as yeah, well. Go but, for it. Um, um, yeah, like this stage here right now. Well, let's talk about the challenges yeah, yeah, first because yeah, yeah. then I'll give context. Yeah, definitely. So um, we came to a point about probably five years ago. Um, we were firing, making great sales, 40-something 40 staff, 45 or something outlets across the country, five of our own dealerships that we owned. Um, we sold 7% of the company, raised money just because we thought let's strengthen up and go to the next stage again. Um yeah, really starting to fire, launching into the US, mm. launching into Vietnam, Southeast Asia, like just pinnacle going. of like starting to get there type thing with our business. And um, then we had incredible challenge come upon us. We did a partnership with another firm for One Bike mm-hmm. um, and that was a two-year partnership. And when it ended, it got incredibly um, vicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made allegations against us and wrote them to the police and to the government and um, they found a police officer that picked it up and ran with it. Um, and the allegation was that we'd reversed um, 82 motorcycles, which is fraud, um, which basically means that we've changed the identity of a bike, which would only do that for mm. an advantage. Mm. Um, so though, for the listeners that don't know, that's pretty much like taking a VIN number, yep. putting in like a false VIN number on a yep. bike. Is yep. that what it is? Exactly, yep. which was actually um, the allegation was based on truth because we had a container of bikes turn up that were complied in the old... Um, compliance yep. and so we brought them changed the VINs and brought them to our new compliance yeah because um, they're going to need legally they need new VIN plates right well um, well, they've got to comply to some compliance yep. so we believe that the right course, course of action was to bring them under our certification yep. um, so the kicker for that is you tell the government which we did yep. we, like the good thing in court was we had evidence that we owned the bikes they're exactly the same bikes as what we sold for two years yep um, like they met our certification. Mm-hmm. Um, we told the government we had a process in place mm-hmm. and it's illegal to deceitfully change a VIN number. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got um, um, allegations that we'd rebirthed bikes, mm-hmm. but we're the manufacturer, so mm-hmm. we did it before the bikes were birthed. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things there are fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found a police officer who picked it up and ran with it. I had a quite a big profile at the time. I was doing 100 speaking gigs a year. Um, I was getting wrote a book so it had a lot of media attention mm. and stuff like that and yeah man the media builds you up so they can rip you back down again and we we had this police officer decided to raid our stores so we had police turn up by surprise to us with media with ex-staff members um um yeah put a staff member on the front page of the newspaper in handcuffs uh, i wasn't there i was actually in perth so i wrote to the media to say that i'd skipped a plane to perth which is ridiculous. Like, I don't know how these guys can get away with it without any accountability. Mm. Like the damage that does. They, the police officer wrote a media article that said that he believes he stopped a well-orchestrated, highly sophisticated criminal syndicate in its tracks. And actually, Dobbo rang up when he read it. He goes, "Mate, this is complete BS." I'm like, "I oh, know." And he goes, "He goes, well orchestrated, <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, mate. But, like, that's incredibly damaging. Still, every day today, yeah. every day at the moment, we will deal with that. Mm-hmm. Someone will bring that up. Um, so, yeah, we have we have um, challenges with that. But through that, it took, th- it took three years to get to court. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every few days, we'd get um, called up to offer a plea and things like that to just have it all finished. And mm-hmm. I decided that the righteous way would be 
to go to court and let yeah. it all be heard. Um, and we did that. And it yeah. costs a lot of money. It costs yeah. us everything and more. Yeah. Um, don't know if I'd do it again. If you study um, convictions, corporate convictions, and then there's a study that went back to people who'd gone back and pleaded guilty mm. with no infringements, like plead guilty, yeah. maybe pay a fine and that's it. Yeah. And, and it was some, I can't remember the exact amount, but it was some stupid amount of um, like white collar crime that they just pleaded guilty, mm. even though they weren't. They said, I just had to get it out of my life. Um, and I believe wow. that because yeah. I thought about that a lot. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be somewhat daily. You've got to remember as well, at the same time, the, the, if I was found guilty of that, you're talking in in Victoria, something like a $7,000 per bike fine. It's like 80 bucks. In New South Wales, you're yeah. talking seven years jail. So if I went to court and messed up our defence, yeah, yes, and the media are writing that, yeah, then so like I probably should be careful on who I say, but like people were reminding us of that. <laughs> um, that's a big leveraging element, and and that really weighs on you. Yeah. Like you're making big decisions that affect a lot of people, and it yeah. really weighed on my family, like my parents. Like, mm. yeah, it makes me emotional talking about it because like my parents um, had to deal with a lot, like. Not only are you losing all your money and every a brilliant business that you built and got to put all your staff off and challenges, but your son is in like the injustice, like just eats you up. And, um, you know, that's I think that really affected my walk with Christ, as we spoke a bit earlier. Like, you got to you got to do something that injustice, you got to have this, yeah, like that. You got to happen, yeah, you got to. You gotta understand that this world is fallen and that injustice has happened. Yeah. And my injustice was bad, but there's much worse. Anyway, that's another story. But um, yeah, so um, took three years, went to court, cleared our name on all rebirthing stuff. But yeah. you know, it doesn't come without blemish because um, you're in court and mm. they throw other charges at you and all sorts. Like it's incredibly complex. Mm. Like you're a passenger, mm. full passenger. Yeah. If you've never been to a, we had a six week trial. Yeah. So you're talking, you've got to take your whole family to Sydney. You've got to pay a barrister, a lawyer, a team to sit six there weeks. for six weeks. You're not working. Yeah, putting everything on hold, right? <laughs> yeah. And they charged a staff member too, which is even more unjust. Mm. Like, uh, it affected me more that he, I was like, if if I burn, I burn. Yeah. At some point, you get to a, a, a point where you say, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. And it's harder <laughs> and when it's so like, when it's like, when someone else might come down with you, right? But that's where I'm like, yeah, but there's another dude who's got a family. Yeah. It's even more unjust. But yeah. anyway, so, um, yeah, it's incredibly difficult. And, mm. and through that, like the ripple effect of that, the financial ripple effect, the, the years of just dealing with the media mm. and the internet are horrible. Like, mm. And we read that stuff and it mm. affects us. You should, if you Google my name, it'd be entertaining for you. But if you go on like forums and read about me, you're like, the things they say about us are incredible. And then we come out of it, move into COVID in our bike. We finally launched again. And, uh, we yes. pounced it. Like we smashed so it. Thank yeah. God we kicked it out of the park, set sales-wise. But all our bikes were late. So yep. then what happens is there's a real issue, like a tangible, like our bikes are late. But then they go and read all the media articles written about us. And they're like, these guys are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> oh, they don't really think it's late. They just go, oh, you know what? There's people on There's the internet stories, who've right? written well-articulated media articles by credible sources that are completely false because mm. they're built on a false allegation by a police officer yeah. that's printed by Herald Sun yeah. and all these guys, so they take it as fact. 
and then they take a tangible thing like the bikes are late and a few other like tangible things yeah. and they put this story together. Yeah. It's not even close to true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, my, my, my thoughts of the media are at all time lows. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine, <laughs> right? And then um, it's interesting. We had, uh, actually, just on that bikes are late. Anyone yeah. that was looking for a bike last year, yeah. and I said this, we were talking about yeah, this yeah. on the run, like I bought myself a bike, a jet bike, and uh, our, my daughter yeah. a bike. No one had bikes. No. Everyone was late. Like factories yeah. closed, things were yeah. late, and demand was so high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's just one thing where you go, well, look at the whole industry, and the whole industry is late. So yeah. maybe it's it's not. Yeah. Um, but with the media, interesting, yeah. we... Uh, and I can't, I probably, I'm sure if, if they're listening to it and get in trouble for it, that's actually good because <laughs> more people listen to it, right? So there was a, a, a news station that came yeah. um, to our business and was talking about the, the redo, like um, yeah. business coming back after COVID, right? Yeah. And said, oh, look, and the, the questions they were asking yeah. were gearing, they wanted a negative answer. Yeah, wow. It was really interesting. And they're like, oh, did you think the government yeah. needed to give you more, more, um, uh, more notice. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take whatever I can get. If they yeah. give you two hours, we'll make sure we are good to go. And they're like, oh yeah, but it would have been good if they gave you like a week. I go, yeah, it would have been great if they gave us two months of prep. But I'm like, <laughs> the reality is they're not. And, yeah. And off air, mm. I've gone to them. I'm like, oh, look, um, are you uh, are you done with this yeah. COVID and all this doom and gloom yeah. stuff, right? Are you trying to find some other stuff? And they're like, actually, uh, we've been told to find more wow. doom and gloom. Wow. More like sales. Like, yeah, more like this is uh, crushed our business. Wow. This is, and I'm like, I can't, wow. why? Yeah. And I'm like, I go, everyone's already doing it. Huh? I go, why? I go, how is that good? So true. Um, and um, well, I chose my words off my head because I was like, you know what? Yeah. Our story may not air. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to push the yeah. ball too much. Um, and it was interesting and when it did air there was uh, other people in the industry that were interviewed too they got more airtime than we did which was was okay but they were all negative like oh this is ridiculous I'm like guys like you've been given the green light like be grateful you got a green light and take it and (laughs) go for it it. Um, stop complaining like because we're not going to change this green light the more like honestly feel like so many of my mates like I think there's a big um, awareness increase in that the media is a business they're actually not there to serve you they're there to make money from you like it's the more real you realise it's a transaction they're just going to get your attention so they can sell advertising the more you'll understand and take it as a grain of salt but yeah. people don't no. like people like people pin their view of society on these stories mm. like I watch the project and I get so angry yeah because <laughs> it's all opinion it's not like it's not it's not healthy discussion no that's what i love about even podcasts like this like long long format discussions mm. where you don't have to defend a position mm. i'm coming in saying this is my life experience this mm. is what i've read this is what i'm seeing you're coming with to tell me your perspective yeah. let's discuss it out and let the truth bubble to the top and yeah also if we disagree like we can disagree that's and okay. still be great mates yeah like, yeah actually it's healthy to have diff- different opinions mm. and different views and disagreements mm. and um, I think it's it's a real risk to our society if we if we don't um, you know just be more conscious of, of what we're taking in. Mm. So flip the TV off. Yeah, oh, 100. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. On another, we didn't have when we moved back to Australia, mm. we didn't have 
a TV in our house wow. for a year. Wow. Like, yeah, we had Netflix, but then it was like on demand, you could choose what you watch, no news. Um, and we just didn't need it. TV. And now, even now, we don't watch, um, and this, I know, I say this to people, and people are like, what do you mean? Okay, we don't watch much free-to-air TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. it might be like a, a, a sporting game, mm-hmm. or like, there's not, yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I personally don't see value in the news. So, uh, it's, if we watch it, we watch it with the view of like, well, we, we know that number one priority is to make money for Channel 10. Mm. <laughs> number yeah. one, yeah. they've got to get our attention. So they've got to say things that aggravate us because mm. they've got to demand a response. Mm. And um, yeah, like go on the internet and read for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, do the research. Yeah. I'm like, if I really need to see something, I'll go, all right, what is the what is the realities of it? Yeah. I'll be like, all right, I'm just going to do the research and go, where, where, what's the, what's the fact? Like, this fact doesn't have feelings, so right? True. Sorry. Facts, yeah, facts don't care about your feelings a lot. No, they're not, right? But the news is just all feeling. I think as well, one of the, um, when the US election stuff was mm. happening, whatever your views, whatever. But for me, I was like, this is a really pivotal moment in history. Like, mm. then this could affect us. So I mm. want to have a view. Most like political issues are kind of like, I want to know about yeah. I want to have a view on but um, you know I'm not going to try and convince you either yeah. way but yeah. for that one I was like I, I want to like hear yeah. another side so I jumped on and I had some friends like that were live streaming from, from mm. like on the deck and stuff like that and it's really interesting and I was like I want to have a few mates who are ex- like got a view on like a left side mm. and a few mates on the right and like see the real sort of yeah. thing it's so interesting the story from the ground was literally not like it was literally a different event mm. like anyway that's like just that's a that's a that's a whole other topic yeah, yeah, discuss. Yeah, yeah. but just it's interesting that um yeah what our inputs are getting highly yeah. manipulated so yeah anyway no, i don't know yeah. why i talked about no, that it's great it's great <laughs> our tangents are good yeah. tangents, we go on a lot of tangents mate but yeah. i want to um ask uh wrapping all all things in at the moment yeah, yeah. Connor, i think there's definitely there's definitely going to be um from this episode, multiple spin-offs. I think that we're going to go in to... <laughs> trash your, like, ask me nice orderly questions. No, no, no it's great. Sorry. I think it's going to, it's going to be good because I think, yeah, there's definitely going to be more stuff there. You know what? This, the next one's going to be on this. It's got a lot of meat there. I'm like, let's, let's explore that. Yeah. Let's, when we're talking about that healthy discussion, you got like, ask for help before about this, what about that? And, yeah. um, I think every time we chat, we always yeah. talk about that anyway. So true. Um, but what yeah. would you say from, and again, this is a big question. Like, big, <laughs> I love that. Well, this right? is my favorite topic. Know, a big right. one. So that, that, um, that one year, one to three. Yeah. Highly uh, fast paced growth. Yeah. Um, massive numbers, yeah. massive revenue coming in um, to uh, um, trials, mm. tribulations, um, false media, mm. um, that sense of injustice, but also mm. when that injustice, right? Like, um, like I, I, know, I feel that I know that, and I um, appreciate that feeling. You know what? This is not fair. Yeah. Right. But there's a reality. Go. I can't fucking do it without it. It's not yeah. true. Yeah. Right. So knowing that, so scaling fast, shit going wrong. Yeah. Shit going. Not my fault. But I can't really do it. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's not my fault. I just can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right? Which is really hard. Yeah. Um, love joy yeah. to like repositioning yeah now. yeah right um what would you say your biggest takeaway yeah that you would leave listeners with 
Wow. Out of all put of that. A, put it on a bumper sticker. Right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, if you would go, you know what? Um, this would be it. It would be your number one. Yeah, well, the, uh, the bumper sticker. Yes, the bumper sticker. <laughs> the biggest takeaway. Pulling it into the bumper sticker. Yeah, so Mads, um, she um, did me an art piece, a type of typography art piece and it's got a quote that says um, thank you no we're doing a genuine podcast here about have breakfast together <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it says it takes a man of rest and peace to complete his assignment and um it really cut me to the heart because so much especially in my younger years and and still today i i, I wrestle with it but i've lived so far from yeah. that i've been a man of like fit every millimeter of everything in and every minute of the day in. and i truly believe that if i'm going to be the, the man that i believe i'm called to be then uh, i want to operate out of a place of rest and a place of peace and um and and have a like be on assignment and i really believe that everyone has a calling and everyone has an assignment and a purpose in their life and brap is not that for me brap is just a platform for me to live out my assignment or my purpose or my calling and and for me to become the man that I've um, been called to become. And um, that's a really important distinction because it's so easy to fall in love with what we do rather than who we are. Um, And a big thing for me, if you're on a spiritual walk, who's you are. um, I'm a child of God and I'm a king's kid and that's incredibly um, important in your identity that, um, yeah, my work will be good and it will be bad and it will prosper on it or not and um that'll be that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right and that um i've definitely seen that ring true um i think yeah we said before that eight years ago i'll try and send you a uh, a text and go let's catch up <laughs> and it was hard it was hard work and, and i was like you know you meet somebody like oh let's get to know him you're like you're not giving me the time and um and you would go, yep, sure. You would yeah. book you in like three months just to have yeah. a coffee or a yeah. beer or something. Um, and then it might not, it may or may not happen, right? Yeah. Um, but like now. Most of the time it wouldn't. No, most of the time, 100% something, most of the time it Something would, would always be more urgent and yeah. more important. <laughs> 100% something, something would always come up, right? Yeah. And, but now it's like, like you've changed priorities, right? This rest of yeah. peace is like, you know what? Um, yeah, I will respond to text or yeah. I will answer the phone. Yeah. Um, I, and let's do coffee. Let's hang yeah. out. And I think that, that cause true and mm-hmm. I think yeah. you were saying before I think offline that like you were operating always at red line yeah right and yeah. that it's more mm-hmm. probably more joyful yeah to operate at second gear knowing yeah. mm-hmm. you can turn it up when you need to yeah exactly right but yeah. if it's not going to be and like if you think mm-hmm. of just, uh, just any motor mm-hmm. they're not designed to so be true. fifth gear red line all the yeah. time yeah, so true. Like, because what happens is you're going to kill it. So it's going to burn and it's going to die. And I it's believe in intensity and I believe in full immersion, but it's uh, for a season or yes. a time. And yeah. I want my life to be built on second year, third year. Yes. And, like, honestly, it's a great theory. Yeah. And I come back to that. And um, But it's not natural. Nothing natural as a man, especially an ambitious man and a man who wants to take ground mm. and grow, nothing natural. Says like, let's be rest. Let's be at peace. Mm -hmm. Let's and let's operate out of that. It's all. But you're so much better for that. So true. It's counterintuitive. It's so true. But you're so much better for it in uh, business, in Mm -hmm. relationships, in your health, yeah, in just just overall, yeah, happiness. So true. Like it's um, 
Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I think the the more we can learn to hold all things loosely, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. the more we can um, get back to that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but it's not easy. Like yeah, it's got to be a conscious decision. We we're talking earlier. Like nothing in in the world or nature or God's design really just drifts into mm-hmm. perfection. It really drifts out of order. Yeah, like it does. A, a, a human doesn't normally drift their way into perfect health. <laughs> no, a marriage doesn't really drift its way into passion and mm. and, and intimacy. Yeah, it's like it, it takes deliberate action and yeah. it takes work. So true. Right, it's not going to mm. just like the seven hope strategy. It doesn't yeah. work. It takes. What are you actually doing? So true. Right? Um, so true. So. But on the other side of that as well, like we have to be confident that what we do is enough. Yes, and 100%. That's, that's, yeah. um, that's probably a big take home for blokes like us. Mm. Like there is enough. We talked to earlier, that's a scripture I like, have just thought about a lot. And it says, don't have to plow the field to the edge. Yes. It goes on about that. But I'm like, dude, I've plowed to the edge and the neighbor's property and sown seeds everywhere. Yes. <laughs> but just, yeah, there's enough. And um, the more, I, I think the more we have these disciplines and guardrails, like the ambitious side of us and the prosperity side of us and the take ground and grow side of us actually has to grow inside those boundaries. And we can actually do more and produce yes. more. Yeah. And often that we get so fooled by the delusion of working hard and getting to the end of the day and being knackered which that's me most days anyway. But like the theory that we have guardrails and at five o'clock I'm going home and when I'm home, I'm home. Things like that causes me to get better and get more leverage inside the time that I have. And, and isn't that... Oh, I've got uh, breakfast. Turn it on. <laughs> Mate, this is on the house. On Thank the uh, Lifelong Learner podcast. Yeah. Turn it on here with my BLAT. So good. On, on, on trend with the podcast. I've got a smashed apple. No, 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 smashed apple. <laughs> smashed apple is usually my go-to. Yeah. That's great. But no, it's, it's, I can't remember what I was going to tell you, but anyway. No, but. mate. Again, thanks again for um, being on the show. I think, um, one, um, for all the things you've done, I think it's epic. I think today's society says... Or not says they think ah oh, that that can't or oh, I'm different and yeah. I usually say I call bullshit I yeah. can get away for it right yeah. um, and it's just one it's amazing and also um, what you've gone through and like how you dealt with it mm. and now on the other end of it um, this is just epic yeah. epic like um, and as I said this studio I find this why I um like we're friends and we're like hanging out like, you're a good fucking human. Thanks, dude. Right, I think that is pivotal, and there's a lot of people that do a lot of good stuff. Um, they may or may not be good humans, mm. right? You always are willing to help, always willing to reach out, and which is epic. Mm. So, mate, thank you so much for being on the show, and I think there's um, there's a lot to yeah, people got a lot to learn uh, no, from it. you, and hopefully. Uh, the listeners got a little, little um, thought-provoking uh, conversation there oh, for them to listen into. I love that. If anyone like agrees or disagrees, I always love a discussion. Yeah. So if you go on comments, I probably won't check it, but you're welcome to invite yeah. tag me in or something. Yeah, I'd love definitely. To, if I get tagged in and know about it, I'll reply because yeah. I think it's important to have these discussions. Yeah, definitely. And, um, especially if you disagree with something, it's awesome to wrestle it out, and I love yeah. that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again, man. All right, bro. Let's eat. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you liked our episode and what you heard, please leave us a review on uh, the platform that you've been listening on. And to find out more about us, please tune in to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and you can find out some updates about what's happening and get updates on as episodes drop. Thanks again.